Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life, your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are to where it is that you wanna be. And today, I wanna to ask you a question. I wanna challenge you. I wanna really dig deep into finding out what are the challenges that you are currently facing when it comes to really taking care of yourself. What is it that is really challenging you? And we'll walk through it step by step. Why are we doing this? Well, in my part of the world, we're about to head into winter. Now in, well, I should be more specific. I'm southern, um, southeast of Australia in, a, in Melbourne, Victoria. And in northern and um, sort of northwest, of uh, Australia, it can be quite hot at this time of the year. So I, I guess I should, I'm generalizing when I say in my part of the world, but as we head into winter, the temperature tends to drop. And within that becomes a whole range of different challenges that we have. Um, we've got colds, we've got flus, we've got COVID, we've got gastro, we've got uh, school holidays, we've got challenges at home, which isn't universal to weather, but there's a whole range of different things. People are just uh, less likely to exercise when it's colder. People tend to eat heavier meals when it's colder. All of that type of thing. And look, I think people are still feeling the COVID exhaustion from last year. And if you only have to look globally and see what's going on to realise that, wow, there's still a lot going on with COVID uh, around the world. And I was looking at some stats the other day where the upcurve in places like India have, they might have dipped for a little bit, but they're on such a huge, huge steep climb now. And uh, you know, the biggest challenge is going to be getting vaccines to those countries so that they can help stem the, the tide of all of this. But let's bring it back to you personally. I want you to take stock of where you are right now on your health and fitness and wellness journey. Do you have... so? answer these questions for me. Do you have the health and fitness that you really want right now? Like, are you physically experiencing that through your body? Do you have that? That's the first one. And if you answer no to any of these questions, then you need to listen. Do you have the body that you want, the body that you dream of? And before you answer that, I want you to think about not just accepting mediocrity, not just accepting that, oh yeah, look, I'm here now because of my age, because I've had kids, because of my situation, etc., etc. Don't think about those things. I want you to come from a point of, what's my dream? Do I have my dream body yet? Do I have that? Do I have the shape that I want? Do I have the lines, the definition where I want it? Next, I want you to ask yourself, is your mental health where it should be, where you would like it to be? Where is your energy? Is your energy at a level where you would want it to be? Is your focus, like your day-to-day -day focus, your focus and drive on what it is that you want to achieve in life, where is that right now? Because that's tightly linked to your health and fitness, your health and wellness, your mindset. I want you to think about uh, what it is that you're eating, your nutrition. I want you to think about 
is that where you would want it to be at the moment? Now, I don't mean, oh yeah, well I'm eating a salad today or I'm doing this today so I feel good. I mean your lifestyle of nutrition. So for instance, some people can be relatively good through the week and then blow it all away on the weekend. That's not an optimal level of sustainable living. We don't wanna be like that. So if you answer the question based on you, where are you at with your nutrition right now? What about your water? Are you satisfied with the level of water that you're drinking? And you might say, yeah. Well, test it against this. Are you drinking at least one and a half liters of water a day? Because that's kind of the bottom end of my yardstick of where I say to people, well, you need to get in at least one and a half liters. If you can get three liters, then fantastic. You say, three liters, how can I ever drink three liters? Well, I'd consistently drink three liters to four liters of water a day. I'm not that big. I'm only 166 centimeters tall. That's about 5'5", five five, I think, in the, the feet scale. Um, I weigh about 69, 70 kilos, depending on the, the time of the year. I don't really weigh myself that often. But I jumped on the other day, I was around 69 kilos. Um, so I'm not a big person, but I can drink three. Three liters is the minimum that I will have. Uh, I aim for three and a half consistently to um, some days they get up to four. Um, so if I can do it, you can do it. It just comes with focus. So where's your water intake? Now I then want you to ask yourself, okay, where are you sitting with alcohol? Are you a drinker or are you a non-drinker? If you're a drinker, are you drinking too much? What's too much? Well, are you drinking every night? And I would say, well, maybe that's a, a problem. Um, Depends also how much you're drinking at night. If you're having a glass of red wine with your meal at night time, you can pretty much do that guilt-free. But if you're having a couple of drinks every single night, then I think maybe you need to have a look at, at what it is that you're doing and why you're doing that and the behaviours around it. But uh, you'll know. Like I, like I say, I have some people that can be good all week and then they go on these binges over the weekend and can have... Well, I get blown away with this because I'm not a drinker. I don't drink alcohol. I've never drunk an alcohol. Um, and when people say, oh yeah, I had uh, a few drinks on the weekend and I'll say, how many is a few? And they'll quite calmly tell me that are oh, 15 to 20. I'm like, what? 15 to 20 drinks in an evening? Like my goodness. Uh, so that is obviously not healthy. Um, your coffee, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but your coffee, how much coffee are you drinking, other things, whether you're drinking soda, soft drinks, fruit juices, whatever, uh, if you think that you're you know, drinking too many of those things. So if you've answered whether you're happy with all of the questions that I've answered, then fantastic, you're doing really great. But what I would, if you have done that, and I wouldn't think there's anyone that's listening that would say, yeah, I'm absolutely spot on with that, because even me, um, like I'm living at the, the upper end of health for my age, I'm in the top 1% uh, of health for my age, then because I aim for that, I set a high standard. So therefore, I'm quite judgmental. I'm quite uh, on myself. I'm quite critical. I'm very focused on what I do. But even for me, I can see that there are things where I can improve. 
uh, all the time, every day. I look at, okay, yeah, well, maybe I could have done better with that, with the timing of, and, uh, of um, you know, getting my water in or whether it's uh, the timing of a meal or my supplementation or my sleep or that kind of stuff. Well, there's another one to ask you, your sleep. Are you satisfied with the level of sleep that you're having right now? All right, so then when it comes to all of those things, I want you to then think about, so let's pull apart some of these and look at where the challenges are. So let's go back to, uh, say, your... Well, let's go with your health first and think about what are the challenges there. Now, your health can have a, a, different, a different definition depending on who you are. So for health, I think about things like my inner health. And I think about, uh, you know, from a blood test perspective, um, you know, pains, diseases, illnesses, that kind of stuff. That's what I think about in terms of health. So if you're not happy with that, then I would say um, if it's been a while since you've been to the doctor, for instance, to have a, a full annual checkup and that kind of stuff, it's time to do that. Go and get your full lot of blood test done, have a full physical done. I do this at least once a year so that I can really just check in and see, okay, how am I going? Is my lifestyle that I believe is healthy, is that nurturing me? So I've done that. Now, depending on your age, there are also other things that come into play are things like, um, you know, testing for bowel cancer, prostate cancer, um, for women, mammograms, pap smears, um, you know, a whole range of different tests that, that you can have done. Um, so if you've got issues with any of those, those areas of your health, I'd say, well, so why is that challenging you? What, what is the challenge? Is it that you've got high blood pressure? Is it that you've got um, high cholesterol? Is it that you've got uh, type 2 diabetes? Do you have cancer? Do you have some of these illnesses that you really just don't want? Or are you having trouble with sleep and, and things like that? So all of those I put into the category of health. Now, um, what's really important is to, to acknowledge with honesty if you're having challenges here. Because the only time that you're going to make a change is if you really recognise, well, yeah, actually, the, I do have some challenges here. That is a problem for me. Because any of these challenges that you're having can be resolved. They can be resolved. I mean, even cancer, there's something like 85% of uh, most cancers can be cured. It's not something that people often talk about, but that's, that's the reality of it, something like that. But when it comes to, uh, say, your fitness, you know, what's the challenge that you have there? Now, for most people, they're going to say, I don't have the time with a lot of these things. I don't have the time to exercise. I don't have the time to prepare meals. I don't have the motivation to do some of these things. Well, if you really look at, I suppose, the biggest area of challenge that you're facing, I just want to make you aware of the fact that you can do better. You can do more. And if you really isolate, I'm just trying to stimulate your thinking to say, well, where are you challenged? What is your, what's holding you back? Like, is it time, for instance? So if you're challenged for time, where is the challenge in the day to do that? Because 
I'm not saying that you must do your exercise or um, whether it's strength or cardio at this particular time of the day. I can't do that because I don't know your schedule, but you do. And you know what it looks like every day. And you might say, oh, it's different every day. Well, the reality is it's not going to be completely different every day. I get that there will be some variation, but it will not be different every single day. It will be about the same. And so what that means is you can find opportunities to incorporate this exercise. It's just a case of you're not currently, this might sound harsh, but you're not currently working hard enough to prioritize your health and your wellness to fit it in when you know if you do it, you feel better. And all of those challenges that I just mentioned or all those questions I just asked you whether you're having challenges, all of those will get better by virtue of following, a, like getting more exercise in. It's just a, it's a part of the key process of feeling better. So if it means getting up earlier and you say, oh, I can't get up earlier, just do it and get up earlier. So you can do your exercise because it's like this. You can't say, I don't have time to breathe today. I'm that busy. Well, if you don't breathe, you're going to die, right? After a couple of minutes, you're going to die. So the thing is, you aren't prioritizing your exercise in that same way to make it as urgent for you. And there's a reason for that. Perhaps you don't see how it links to solving all those other challenges that you have got going on. Because clearly we've got a global problem here because most people aren't doing it. Most people aren't healthy. So my goal is to help make you healthier and get you to realize that if you can move more, if you're doing the, the smarter training, not harder, but smarter, then you're gonna get way better outcomes. So the exercise is one of them, okay? Finding that time in your day, but find out what is stopping you. What's stopping you from being regular? What's stopping you from going to the gym? What's stopping you from uh, getting a coach to help support you? And that could be at home. It doesn't have to be in a gym. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. It could be in like a facility that I, like I have here where I'm working privately with people. Uh, but I also coach people through their workouts while they're in another part of the world. And that works really well too. It's about consistency and doing something in a workable plan for you. And often people don't know where to start and maybe that's one of your challenges. But guess what? If that's the case, you just had a breakthrough because if you can identify what's holding you back, that's the first point. That's the starting point to get you to get to a better outcome. Now let's talk about food. Food is a big problem for people. Uh, they don't eat the right type of food. They don't eat uh, the right portions of food. A lot of people undereat, And then there's a lot of people that are overeat on the wrong types of foods. Now, I don't wanna say that there's good foods and bad foods, but there are foods that if you consume too much of them, are gonna give you a bad outcome. So I don't wanna say that chocolate is bad. Chocolate's not bad. But if you consume enormous amounts of chocolate, then that gives you a bad outcome. Health-wise, body-wise, mindset-wise, Sugar rush wise, it's gonna crash you down energy wise. So I want you to think about where is the challenge there for you with food? 
What is it? And again, it could be a time thing. Oh, I'm just too tired. I don't have the time to do it. Well, again, just like the breathing example, we've all got to eat. It's just what you choose to eat that makes the difference. And if you're constantly struggling to get healthy food into you because your schedule is so busy, then you're just not prioritizing it in a way that you should. Now, if you think about your performance, and look, younger people can get away with it. Younger people, whether they're athletes or whether they're high performance business people or whatever, you can eat rubbish, survive off energy drinks and still have some pretty good outcomes for what it is that you're doing. But what I would say is if you keep doing that, you're not going to have great health outcomes and it's going to catch up with you to some point where you're going to have poorer business outcomes. But I look at those situations and say, look at the opportunity that you're missing. Yeah, you're doing great. You're smashing it. Your diet and everything's, you know, your lifestyle is a horrible one, but you're just smashing everything. I guarantee you that you're not going to feel good, like physically. You're going to feel bloated. You're going to feel yuck. You're going to be lacking in energy at some point. It's not a good outcome. And in the background, maybe you've got some diseases that are just brewing away, waiting to come out at some point into the future. So it's not good. If you can appreciate how important getting your food is right, then you're going to have a completely different outcome for yourself. And so if food's a challenge for you, we need to come up with some solutions for you. And some easy solutions might be you need to set aside some time on the weekend to prepare some meals for the week ahead. And that's how I do it. Okay, I use um, you know, a few hours over the weekend, get the groceries, you know, cut up the meat, cook the meat, you know, cook the, the dishes that I want, make up like eight portions and put them in the freezer. And then I'll make a few dishes and do that. I might do a slow cooker meal. And like it's no extra time really to once you've got everything out to just prepare a few more things. So I might do a slow cooker recipe. I might have um, something in the electric frying pan cooking. And then I might also have something on the stove cooking at the same time. I'm just moving around the kitchen a bit more, but it's all during the one experience. So it doesn't really matter. And it's all going towards making me have a great week in the, the week ahead. I'm setting myself up for success. Most people don't do this because when I show them, they're like, oh, wow, that's such a good idea. You can do it too. And a lot of the time, people don't know what to be cooking and you know, maybe cooking up uh, heavy dishes like pasta dishes and rice dishes and that kind of stuff. We just need to do it a little bit differently, a little bit smarter. But it can be a real challenge for people. Now, there's a number of other ways that you can do it as well. You can get... Uh, pre-cooked meals, you can get frozen meals, all that kind of stuff as well. But again, a lot of people don't know, well, how many calories should I be getting? How often should I be, be getting them? And so often a, a frozen meal for uh, people looks like a, uh, just a dinner or maybe a lunch. And it's the rest of the meals that they're also not getting right. So the snacks and all that kind of stuff. So there, there's a real science and art to putting all of this together. <clears throat> which is why I do tailored meal plans for people. So if this is a challenge for you, the food part of it, you really don't know how to do it. It doesn't matter where you're based in the world, 
we can still come up with a meal plan for you based on the foods that you like. The key is the consistency with this. And most people uh, cannot be consistent. Most people are like, well, I enjoy my food too much. Well, I love my food too, but it's about the food choices that I make. And I make foods for me that are a treat for me, which my foods may not be a treat for you. So we look at the foods that are a treat for you. Maybe we make them a little bit healthily. Um, you know, healthier for you. Let's take fish and chips, for instance. Yeah, you can go down to the local fish and chip shop. You can, you know, you can have your, your battered fish and your chips and your dim sims, your potato cakes, or we call them potato cakes here. Um, you can do all that, but I guarantee you, you're going to feel a bit heavy and a bit yuck and afterwards. I mean, just look at your fingers. They're always, if you're eating with your fingers, they're always greasy and that kind of stuff. But how could you still have that experience but do it in a better way? Well, you could ask for your fish to be grilled, for instance. Still tastes good. Don't have all the fat and everything with the, the batter. Um, you could make a salad and have some chips, not maybe as much as you normally would, but you could have some chips, you could have your fish, and maybe have some salad or some vegetables and still really enjoy it. Okay, but you've also got some plant-based food in there, so you've balanced the meal out a little better. So there are ways of doing it. It just comes down to what is good for you, what feels like a treat for you, how can we do it consistently. Most people under eat um, in terms of their meal frequency and then overeat at some part of the day and that's what contributes to the, um, you know, the continued obesity uh, problem. Uh, that, so that might be a challenge for you, your food. Another one might be your sleep. Maybe you don't have a good um, sleep hygiene so you're not in a good routine with your sleep. Go and have a listen to the podcast that I recorded on the Mental Toughness and Body Show all about sleep. That'll tell you more about there, um, how to get into a better routine. But maybe that's a challenge for you. Your water, that might be a challenge for you. How the heck am I gonna get water, that much water in? Well, I'll tell you, here's a tip. I'm about to take a sip. Again, I've done another full podcast on water, but I have a drink bottle that holds 800 mils. Now, you may or may not have been able to tell, that's about the fourth or fifth sip of water that I've had while I've been recording this. Because I talk a lot, so uh, my mouth gets dry. This is, so at the time of recording this, it's 10.48 a.m. This is the second bottle that I've had today, so I'm already up to, so we can look at the mark here, that's seven. I've already had 1.5 litres today at 10.48. Now, yes, I got up at 5, or 5 a.m., so I've been up for a while, um, but I feel a little dehydrated because I'm talking so much, been busy coaching and stuff this morning, so I haven't consumed as much as I normally would. But the point is it's consistency, just doing a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, and um, having it by my desk so that I can drink as much as I can uh, throughout the day. And then I cut it back by sort of five, six o'clock, so I don't then end up getting up all night going to the toilet. Um, so water might be a challenge for you. Um, what's another one? Uh, look, with that, when it comes to your exercise, I touched on this before about having a workable plan. If you don't have a workable plan for you, then what are you going to do? Most likely go to the gym, maybe see out the corner of your eye what somebody's doing, think, oh, that looks like fun, I'll go try that. Or then see somebody else, or you watch a, an Instagram, you follow somebody on Instagram or, 
or social media where you say, oh, that looks like a fun exercise or look at their body and look at what they're doing. I'm going to do that. And that's what also happens with food. And people say, oh, wow, look at how the shape of her butt. I want a butt like that. And wow, she hardly eats anything. I'm going to do exactly what she's doing. So I'll get the right outcome. Unfortunately, if you haven't already picked this up, a lot of what is published in on social media with regards to fitness is normally a little bit distorted and you don't always get the truth. And just because you see a great picture of somebody and they might say, oh, this is what I had today, that might imply that that's what they eat every day. It might be what they eat at the peak uh, of their, their training to get to a photo shoot or something like that. Keep in mind that a lot of these people are fitness models All they do is eat, sleep, and train. That's all they do. And you can't take what they say as gospel because one, there's genetics, but two, you don't necessarily get the whole truth. And you're only going to get the videos and you're only going to get the photos where they look their absolute best. And anyone that gets down to single digit body fat percentage and looks absolutely smoking hot will not live a lifestyle where they're that lean. There'll be times of the year where they are more normalized, I will say, but they don't necessarily tell you that. And it's implied that, wow, look at them all year round. And you can see that they post a photo all throughout the year, but they might be photos from a particular photo shoot or they might be, you know, regurgitated over time. And it's not actually them looking like that all year round. So you do have to be careful about those things. And that's not to say that there are not people that look amazing all year round, but hopefully you can hear what I'm saying. So that can sort of put you off a little bit. So you do have to be careful. You need to have a workable plan for you. You can't just watch what people do on Instagram and think, okay, I'm gonna go out and do that. That may not be safe for you. I mentioned yesterday about um, branding and this um, client that he hasn't called me yet. I'll tell you when he does, if he does. He's got really poor form with his deadlifts and with his squats. Now, I would assume that he's seen somebody doing it. He's either watched a video or something and he just thinks, wow, that looks really good, but his form sucks. So what's the point in just lifting heavy for the sake of lifting heavy? He's not got good form, which means he's not using the muscles the right way. So forget the risk of injury. He's not gonna build the muscle in the right way to get the result of, you know, getting bigger, stronger legs and a more defined back and all that kind of stuff. So we've got to make sure that you have a plan that works for you, food that works for you, a plan with your resistance training and your cardio that works for you. So the point of this session has been to highlight to you, we've all got challenges and nobody is probably sitting in a place right now where they're really 100% satisfied with their health, their fitness, everything is going absolutely brilliantly in their life. I want you to have a look at what are the challenges and then let's see how one at a time we can address those challenges. And I've just given you some examples here today. But if you wanna get serious about dramatically improving your health and wellness, dramatically changing how you feel every day. There's a a lot to be said for 
getting out of bed every day and going forward with confidence in knowing that you are living your life in a healthy, sustainable way that makes you proud. Like it gives me a lot of self-pride to know that I look after myself in the best possible way that I know how. And I get coaching to help me, to give me more knowledge and do all those things. But I feel proud of the fact of the way that I live my life. Because I feel good, I look good, even though I want to look better. I'm doing all the right things to support me. And I'm always looking for new opportunities, better supplements, um, you know, the right blend, checking in with my body and my doctors regularly to make sure that uh, if there's an improvement opportunity for me here or there is something that's a bit of a red flag of something's going on in my body, like my back just recently, then I'm going to take action to fix that because I want to be able to live my life on my terms. And I think the fact that I do what I do gives me a massive tick in my mindset to say, wow, good work, Rob. You are living the dream in terms of your health and wellness. You are doing such a good job. And that just feels good to you. So there's a lot to be said for that. But when you also get the, the spin-off benefits of feeling healthier, feeling stronger, looking good, you become more focused, you become more energized, you become more driven to get more out of your life. You develop a stronger self-esteem for yourself. You get more confidence in situations, but you also get this confidence in your body to know that functionally you're working really well. And they can never be underestimated. They're very powerful things. I mean, I hear my clients say, I've just got my, the confidence back in my body now. That feels really good. Or they're not at their goal yet, but they just feel so fantastic because they're no longer bloated. They're no longer feeling a certain way. They've got more uh, you know, sex drive back and that feels really good. I mean, we all know just how important the sexual chemistry, the sexual relationship is that you have with your partner and how that adds just an extra dimension to your life. It's kind of like the icing on the cake. Um, and to have, look, I work with so many people that don't have much confidence in that space because they don't feel good about their body. And that's not a good place to be. They hide their bodies. They hide their, I suppose, true inner desires, their true inner uh, emotions when it comes to such a delicate space because we're all emotional, we're all fragile, we all have insecurities on some level. And it's like, well, if I say this, if I do that, if I ask for this, if I don't ask for that, if I don't do this, then we feel certain things all tied up inside us. I mean, this is such a critical component of our makeup and yet so many of us live unfulfilled in that area but a huge part of it is how we feel about the confidence in our body in presenting that to our partner but also there's a real uh, effect of lack of energy lack of libido as well and when you feel healthier and stronger and fitter that enables you to take maybe it's that 5%, 10%, 20%, more energy into the bedroom. And wow, what does that look like for you? Well, it looks like a big smile on your face and on your partner's face as well. 
really amazing opportunities. And it all starts from looking at where are your challenges? And then when you've identified them, that's when you can reach out to me. Go to the mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com, opt in for a free consultation, and let's work through these issues that you've got so that we can get you the body that you want, the health that you want, the energy that you want, and ultimately the sustainable lifestyle of healthy living that you want because you're worth it and I've got your back. Stay safe. See you tomorrow.